Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and today is Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. It has been a busy day for me, but I'm just getting after it and trying to get as much done as I can. So, got up later today. It was not a good early morning rise for me. I ended up sleeping through my alarm, and that's just become the norm, which is not good. So, I've been trying to work on that, and I really should get to bed earlier, so I'm going to be doing that tonight. And then, <clears throat> just trying to work through some of the things in the morning. So, I got up, I did the miracle morning routine that I have been doing in the morning and then I went through and got some of the basic things done. Thankfully the people from the PA state government got back to me and I've been having some issue trying to pay for my LLC on there so finally they got back to me. I was able to pay for that this morning which was good and then I went and did some shipping and came back and did a little bit of research. A couple weird things happened so apparently on eBay you're limited in the amount of Terapeak searches you're allowed to do in 24 hours. I didn't know that, and it seems like it may only be IP-based, not just like your account-based, because I got a message when I was searching on Terapeak after doing probably a decent amount of searches between today and yesterday, and it said, you have exceeded the amount of requests you can do in a day, or in a 24-hour period, come back and check tomorrow, and I thought, that, I thought that was really weird, so I started looking into it, and a lot of people started having the same issue around the end of August, beginning of September this year, so relatively close i mean we're september we're september 14th right now and that was i think august 29th and september 1st was around when i started seeing people talking about it on the ebay community forums so it seems like this has been a new thing that they've implemented and it seems like it's ip based what does that mean well if you have a computer it is an ip address it's basically the way to identify where a search is coming from sites like to see where their ip addresses like people who are coming onto their site are coming from sometimes it helps them a retarget people so if they're trying to sell something they can retarget you and if they see a lot of people coming from one ip or similar ip addresses they know that there could be a lot of people that are trying to maybe be that would be a good customer in that area so they may target on facebook ads or on google ads people from that area so that helps out sites and they want to know that so it's basically like an address for your computer if that makes sense so when I say it's IP-based, when eBay looks at where your computer's coming from, you have the same IP address that stays static for the most part. It usually doesn't change. Sometimes there's dynamic ones, which will change every so often. Most of the time, though, for most of us, it's static. So it means it's going to be the same IP address when you log on to eBay. They're going to see the same computer coming from the same location, same house, same Wi-Fi, all that kind of crap. So they may, when I say it's IP-based, they'll probably just cut you off after 250 searches on Terapeak. What I found though is that if you use a VPN or proxies, which basically make your IP address look like it's coming from somewhere else, they'll give you the search feature back. So that's what I've been doing and I think it unlocks another 250 searches. So the fact that I have like 50 to 100 uh, proxies at any time is probably fine because I should not need to do that many searches. However, it is good to know because I was planning on outsourcing this to a virtual assistant and that will be huge if I'm trying to actually get this outsourced to them. I want to be able to make sure that they are 
adequately equipped to be able to do 250 searches, 500 searches, however many they're going to do. If they end up doing more than that, which would be really tough to do starting out, but I could see if I bring on a second virtual assistant to do it, it could creep up over that 250 limit. And at that point, I would have to give them some proxies or a VPN to be able to look at more searches on TerraPeak. So just keep that in mind if you run into that. See if you can get a free VPN. A lot of places offer them. If you can, then use that. And then you can go and look through and see more TerraPeak searches and continue your work. And so just a small hiccup that I found today. Kind of crappy because I didn't know that eBay did that. But they don't really want to tell you that until you actually call in. And they're like, oh, yeah, we only limit you to 250 a day. Which, I mean, for most people, that's overkill. You would never need to do that. But for people that are doing this full time, that's a little bit lower than I would like. So anyway, that's what I did this morning. And I started looking into the eBay fall seller update. So the main thing from that, I don't know if I talked about it or not on this podcast yet, but the real big thing that stuck out to me from that fall seller update they pushed the other day is the fact that we are going to be having what is known as pay-per-click advertising coming to eBay. So what does that mean? Well, pay-per-click advertising is very simply paying per click on your link to, to get your link or search result on the eBay search higher up. So what I'm saying is right now they have promoted listings. Promoted listings works like this. You go, you pay eBay a certain amount, a percentage, and they will adjust your item in the search results according to that percentage. So if it's 1%, then you're getting bumped near the top and anybody that's not paying that 1% will be below you. If somebody else decides they want to do 2%, well, then you're now below that person typically. So for me, I usually just do 1%. Most people don't promote their listings anyways. And even at that, I'm comfortable comfortable with being search number five, number six on the list of people rather than search number 100. So that's the one reason I use promoted listings, but a lot of people and a lot of other companies, they'll use what's called pay-per-click. So Amazon uses this, Google AdWords uses this, and it's basically every time somebody clicks the link or on Amazon, the, the, the actual product listing, you get charged. And that is way, way more costly than just doing promoted listings because promoted listings, you're only charged on sale pay-per-click your charge per click so it doesn't matter if it sells or not it's per click and when you go back and you look at ebay you look at pay-per-click you look at the way that they've been doing these coupons the way that they have structured their business they're now pushing you to do pay-per-click advertising they still have the old promoted listing system which i don't want you to worry about pay-per-click right now because what i see happening is things like coupons for repeat buyers things like pay-per-click to try and target people these are things for niche stores okay ebay is kind of catering towards the niche store the person who is almost doing like a private label type thing which is kind of weird because it's not ebay's thing like amazon is the private label place amazon has the very niche down stores amazon's the place you want to go if you want to find somebody that has a brand and is building a brand they'll build it on amazon or on shopify ebay really isn't that place at least not now although it looks like they may be trending that way so for people like us who are not selling in a certain niche, maybe you specialize in all different things. You go to the thrift store and whatever you see that's valuable, you flip. You go to a garage sale, whatever you see that's valuable, you flip. Maybe you do a little bit of shoes, a little bit of video games, a little bit of cards. Like That's kind of what I do. And for me, it's not as valuable to be doing pay-per-click because I'm not in these super competitive niche down categories. Sure, shoes are competitive. Sure, sports cards are very competitive. 
but I'm not niched into that where I'm trying to get my listing above everybody else. If I was doing something where I had my own brand and I'm competing against other brands, that may be very helpful to do. It's just that I'm not doing that and it's not really something that's typically done on eBay. However, it kind of begs the question, is eBay trying to push sellers towards doing that? Because when you look at all the things they've been putting in place, they're doing a whole bunch of store updates in the fall seller update. So they're going to be making it more of a storefront where you go in and you can see the person, a little bit about the person. There's a blurb about them. You have all these different like color options and things you're supposed to be able to put in, some different wallpapers and things. So when somebody clicks on your username, it's kind of a more customer experience going to somebody's shop, like a Shopify or like an Instagram program profile kind of combined into one that would lead you to think that they would want them to go into a store and the real reason you would even want to have a store on ebay other than the discounts that they give you per sale is if you want to be able to have sort of like a niche which is what i do now i have i have a store because it gives me i, I save more money with the store discount because you get a certain discount per sale i save more money with that on an average month than I will spend on the store. So for me, it makes sense, right? I, the store costs 28 bucks a month. I save maybe 50 bucks a month. It just makes sense because of the percentage decrease on each sale that they do. But for people that are, it really doesn't have any value outside of that for me, and I get more listings. Okay, I never hit those, so I don't really need it, but it is cheaper for me to have a store than not have a store because of the savings I get per sale ends up being more than the store cost per month. So you have that, but then you also have, like, what good is a store at that point? Well, the store is good because you can run sales. You can have a storefront where people can come in and kind of see a quick blurb about you, but none of that really matters if you have all these random items in your store. So the real reason it's beneficial is if you have a certain niche. Maybe you specialize in vintage used clothing and not only just vintage used clothing but like vintage used women's clothing from a certain era right that would be like very very good for a store because that's a very niche store right if you're only selling women's clothes from the 90s that's a very very niche down store again if you're only selling men's clothes from the 2000s early 2000s that's a very niche down store so for those sorts of people coupons and these pay-per-click advertisements and the the other things the storefront capabilities and kind of customization that eBay is adding in really helps those people out because now they're able to retarget people. They're able to get above their competitors on a pay-per-click and that even helps with wholesale and private label too. I mean, if you're doing those things, that's really the power of pay-per-click. If you're just doing like a pair of Jordans, it's not really, you're not really trying to compete with many people. Now, if you're doing a brand new pair that just released, you will have competition. But like, even if you're doing used stuff, like, okay, I walked into the store, I found a pair of used Jordan 12s, I'm going to be able to make 60 bucks on these, great, you go list them up. Chances are most people aren't going to be having that, that used pair of Jordan 12s in the same colorway, the same condition, the same size. So you're going to have a lot of diversity there, where on Amazon or on Google, you don't necessarily have that as much. So the reason that pay-per-click is going to help is these people that are doing a lot of like niche stuff are going to be able to differentiate themselves yet again by paying a little bit more to be able to get their item promoted up even higher. But it begs the question back to what I was saying, what's eBay trying to tell us here? Because when you look at what they tell you to do, they want you to put in item specifics. They want you to, they say you're going to rank better because you put in item specifics. And they're not even necessarily saying that, but they keep stressing the importance of item specifics, good titles, good pictures, a white background, which I don't necessarily agree with, but they say it's important. I don't see it, but whatever. A white background, a good description. They tell you these things probably because it factors into their search algorithm. And when you see that, 
when they're telling you, hey, you need to do these things, they're not telling you that because they want you to make less sales. They want you to make more sales. So when eBay starts changing things on the site to cater towards a certain, a certain crowd or a specific sort of, of, of seller, it begs the question as to whether or not that's more profitable or eBay wants their sellers to go more that direction. And it would make sense to do that. If you look at the book called The One Thing, Gary Keller stresses how you have to focus on one thing at a time, but he also stresses the importance of being focused on one thing with your business. Being, you know, you can't do everything at one time, right? If you're a landscaper, you may want to focus on, I don't know, let's say you, you have a grass cutting company. Fine, you focus on cutting the grass, but then somebody offers you money to rake the leaves, and then somebody offers you money to do their mulch, and then somebody offers you money to do a concrete patio in the back. And pretty soon you're all over the place. You can't hire enough people to be able to take care of all the jobs you have. You have to buy all this equipment, and it ends up hitting a point where you're spending more than you're actually making because you're taking on so many different jobs. You never actually have a specialty within your company, and you end up dropping the ball. And eBay is almost kind of telling us, it looks to me at least, that they're telling us, hey, you may want to niche down. And it kind of begs the question, should we niche down? Should we have a specific niche? And I think at some point you need that. I do believe at some point, if you're going to really be a successful seller on eBay, you look at the top sellers on eBay right now, they have a niche. They focus on car parts. They focus on sports carts. They focus on used clothing. Like There is a thing that they do, and most small sellers do not do that because we don't have the capability or the knowledge to go do it at the current moment. But as people progress on eBay, they find something they like to sell, they find something they're very good at, and they end up selling that item and, and kind of focusing on that specific niche. And it's almost as if eBay is showing that their smaller sellers by catering towards the larger sellers because that's who you want to cater towards right ebay wants to help their largest sellers because they probably make up 80 percent of ebay sales is the pareto principle where you say 80 percent of the volume or 80 percent of the success or 80 percent of anything usually comes from 20 percent of what you're doing so 80 percent of the success for ebay and the money that comes into ebay probably comes from 20 percent of their sellers and it may even be less than that because you have these massive sellers who are doing a lot of volume on ebay and most of them are niche down. I don't see a lot of sellers that are doing high amounts of volume on eBay. And you can check this. There's a site. I don't remember what the name is, but you can check who the top sellers on eBay are. And none of them have stores that are all sporadic. Like none of them have this garage sale store that's become so popular in the reselling community. Most of them have a certain store and people sit back and they go, well, that's not fun to me. At some point, business isn't meant to be fun. <laughs> like at some point, business is meant to be business. And you're supposed to have hobbies to kind of make your life more interesting and kind of have the things around you that you like to do. But business doesn't necessarily always have to be a hobby to you. You can still make money, still enjoy your business, and have something for yourself, but that generates a lot of money. And the way that you do that is by niching down, at least from what I've seen on a lot of bigger stores. It seems to me as if eBay's almost telling us, hey, you guys should really start to niche down. You should really start to focus on one certain thing because that's who they're catering towards anyways they're catering towards their biggest sellers and their biggest sellers are obviously asking for these sorts of things coupons better storefronts pay-per-click advertising they want to be able to compete with each other better than they already can right now and they want to be able to have a more desirable place for their buyers to come in and look at and purchase and then they want to be able to retarget them with coupons and things like that if you have a garage sale store you're typically not getting repeat customers but if you have a niche store where you're selling 
a certain type of thing. Like the one guy from Pure Also Podcast, he sells a lot of Hawaiian shirts. He sells a lot of Harley stuff. He sells other stuff, but he does have a lot of that in his store and he gets repeat buyers for those things that are collectors of those items. He would be a great person to be able to put out coupons and he even says that he does, but they still don't necessarily translate into as many sales as he would hope because he has a garage sale store still. I mean, he's not fully focused on those items and he may not be able to, but it almost makes you wonder if it's not more important to focus on a single niche, kind of grind a little bit more, get out of that, I'm going to buy whatever's in sight, and focus down on one certain type of product or one certain niche, as I've been saying, to be able to grow your store, be able to make more money, and be able to grow bigger than you ever would have if you kind of buy whatever's in sight. Because at some point, it becomes too much, you can't focus on everything, and it's very difficult to make a system around something that does not have continuity. So if you're not buying the same items, it's difficult to make a system around, here's how I list this item, because you're going to have so many different types of items, you almost need a process for each one. So anyway, that's kind of my spiel right now. I'm just wondering, and I've been wondering for a while, should I niche down? Should I have something that I really focus on? And what would that be? Because there's not a certain item I love selling. I like shoes. I don't see the lo- the speed with shoes that, that I like. Um, and I like electronics, but they're expensive and I don't have the capital to just start buying a ton of electronics. There is a lot of speed. There's a lot of volume with those. So there, so like, it's just trying to figure that out. But for now, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I'm still going to be looking into this. It's just something to give me pause and, and wonder, Hey, what's eBay trying to tell us here? What are they trying to do? And who are the best sellers on eBay? Because if they're doing all of these things to make eBay better and more successful, and they're focusing on almost people that would, they're doing changes that would help people that have a certain niche on eBay or only sell like one specific product. It makes you wonder, hey, like, should I be doing that? Should I be doing that? If I really want to grow this business and make it successful, should I focus on one type of product? So anyway, hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that can be something that you can maybe think about today. And if you've been wondering about it, I don't know, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions, but I'm going to go You guys have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.